0: Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Standing Idly By podcast. My name is Dermot Daisy O'Brien. I'm here with reflection number four on my life in politics. And today's one is a bit precious for me. It's something that's really important in my life outside of politics, but it's something I've carried into the arena with me. And here's my opening statement. I believe that the more we include the thoughts, ideas and voices of young people in decisions that will impact on their future, the more hope we can carry into that future. So what's really great about doing this reflection this week and somehow... Out there in the universe, it transpired that a good friend of mine found an article from a newspaper that was done in 2003. And the article related to a massive youth survey that I had done as a youth worker at the time in in Bray, in my local town. And so it's really great for me to be looking over this. It was a three page spread from um, a massive survey that we did with the, uh, approximately 2,000 young people in the town and it was looking at what their needs were and what was important for them. So it's to you know 20 years later to be looking at some of those articles and wondering why is it that young people are still concerned about their safety on the streets of their town? Why is it that young people are still Worried about the cost of living, and and as a young person, how much pressure there is on them to have money. Why is it that they're still looking for amenities and facilities and places to gather? Um, twenty years later. Now, it it would be fair to say that young people that things have improved. That there are maybe there are more services. On some level, or the quality of spaces has increased, and and it's also fair to say that at a at a macro level, the idea of participation and engagement of young people and the value placed on that, the rhetoric around that is really good. And and to be fair, there are also really good examples of how young people can actually have their voice heard. And what's what's great about reflecting on that survey, the actual top outcome from the survey, the, the biggest ask of young people was that they be seen and heard. And I I'd really take that a step further um, in 2022. And I would say they need to be seen. They need to be heard. They need to be invited into the spaces where decisions are being made and their contribution needs to be weighted accordingly. And that might sound notional, but for me, there's, it's critical because it's it's all well and good to ask young people, what's your view on this? What's your view on a skate park for our town? And again, that was, uh, came out loud and clear in the survey in 2003. We need a skate park. We want a skate park. We need a location for a skate park. And it's now 2022, and that still has not been delivered. And while there are current proposals for a location for a skate park, there are also still some question marks about the to what degree young people would have selected that as the ideal location. Or is that the location that is a one offer that you take it or leave it. And if you take it, you might get one. And if you leave it, no promises. Um, so what? And f- for me, what what potentially comes out of a scenario like that in terms of youth engagement is, is that piece about if the if the decision is about them is going to impact on them is important to them, and then they're only asked for an opinion or to be tokenistically involved in a, a consultation or in a discussion, and and yet they're absent for the formal considered decision making and then after the decision they wonder well did my contribution actually have any merit whatsoever if i was if we as a cohort were saying that we prefer this and then the ultimate decision was far away from that then how do we do someone have a responsibility to explain why our and what we offered wasn't really didn't make the cut when it came to making a decision or even honour young people. And I don't think young people should get a free pass in terms of the full veto on every decision or that they get the green light or red light, a decision that's going to affect them. I think what they deserve is that we honour them in the decision-making process and that we honour them maybe in ways where we have to sit down with them. And for young people, it might be really easy to say, this is what we want. And then... I think they deserve a space where someone with uh, maybe a level of expertise, maybe engineer or an architect or a county councillor or someone with expertise and particular knowledge that they may not have access to is willing to sit down with them and say, I hear you. And actually, if we flesh this out, let me just shine a light on this aspect that you may not have thought about. How do you, What do you reckon about that? Do you? Can you take that on board? Would that shift... What you're, what you, what, how you perceive your needs or what you think is doable here. Uh, and I think all of that is really worthy. And, and, why, and again, at the highest level, how it's worthy is that young people see that their engagement is valued. And then they, they see that the systems that do have power and that are involved in decision making on their behalf, that they are honourable that they have integrity, that there's a transparency around decision-making and that they are included in that. And for, I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, um, you you may, there's even a healthy dimension here where you don't get what you want, but you still have to sit and look at a process and say, well, to be fair, um, I was engaged in the process and, and sometimes I don't get what I want. And actually, that's how life is. And that's got to be acceptable on some level. So like, where I want to take this as well, and, and what I think is really fundamentally important, is that we must also recognize that young people have needs and that to be an adolescent is to be in a unique period of growth and development, unique to any stage in the life of a human, I would say. But in that stage of growth and development, Essentially, what's happening in the brain is that the brain is trying to figure out how what type of best adult brain do we need to develop and how the brain decides that is based on the experiences that the person has in the world, the experiences with other people, the experiences with their wider community, et cetera, et cetera. And I think when we recognize that young people have needs um at that age and and they're kind of and it and the needs aren't just about the stuff that they would like the spaces they would like to be in they're deeper than that they young people need to belong that's a fundamental need within all humans but in adolescence when the brain is trying to figure out how do we get ourselves sorted to be a, a functioning adult um The need to belong is really strong, and young people are searching for that. And they're also wondering, where do I belong? Who do I belong with? Who is my tribe? Who is my group? And they're acutely aware when they are getting a vibe that they don't belong, that they are not wanted. And that represents, again, on some level, a threat in their brain that says, well, if I'm not wanted, not accepted, not welcome, not worthy in that space, then that space represents something negative to me in my life. Um, And I think as well, we need to recognize how that young people have a need to feel safe, to feel safe in their homes, to feel safe in their communities, to feel safe in their schools. There's a deep need for safety. And when that's absent, then then young people will adapt accordingly. If they live in a community um, or are in a scenario where there are multiple threats all the time, then they're going to adapt to that and they're going to see the world as a place where they have to be on guard all the time or ready to fight, as the case may be. So it's a responsibility of, a, of a, any local councillor or any institution that has, a, that has a, 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 a caring role on some level or a provision role for young people to consider what are we doing to ensure that they are safe in their communities. And the last thing I would say about needs, uh, amongst all the needs, is that there is a deep need for young people to connect. And that's about connecting with each other and then exploring the opportunities to connect with others, to connect with their local football club, to connect with their local council, to connect with their local health service, their local mental health intervention service, that, that to connect with the... The providers out there in their community whose role it is to build sustainable, inclusive and healthy communities that 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 there's something there about if we are inviting young people to connect and that they're not just service users or they're not just another dot in the matrix of who lives in the community or who do we serve that if we if we explore how we can invite them and encourage them and support them to connect then we're building a relationship with them that will that they will you'll get a return on that and i think that's really where the value of this is is that there's a reciprocation when we involve and invite young people to get involved and we show them that there's a merit in what they're contributing then they give you something in return. But if the flip side is their experience, then how, why, how dare we throw our hands up in the air and say, well, young people aren't involved and they aren't engaged and they don't care and they're destroying the community and they're hanging around on street corners and they're in a children's playground at, at 15, 16 years of age. And, and we're not you know, looking beyond that and wondering... Mm, I wonder why that is and are we accountable for anything in that? And it's not again, it's not to say that uh, we give a free pass to all the behavioral issues that are presenting with young people. But if we want things to change and we really, really want things to change, then it's on us to look beyond and behind behaviors and look around and take uh, a responsibility and be accountable for how we are designing communities and how we are engaging and inviting young people to be co-architects of that so i really think if i if we're looking into the future and we we are hoping for a better future for everyone for this generation and future generations i genuinely believe that the more tuned in we are and the more connected we are with the young people in our communities the more we can actually believe in that hope Thanks very much for listening to this short reflection on another dimension of what it means to be a local politician. Hopefully you'll tune in to the next one. All the best.